Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Houston is all systems go! We love our Astros in Houston And all across the Lone Star State We're Texas proud And we shout it loud You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. John and Lance along with Dell. Brought to you by John Daspit this segment because Roger Clemens is joining us to break down what he saw yesterday. First, though, Roger, before we start, I just want you to know, I know we were talking about it, about you setting up golf for us this week in Dallas, but... I'm not going to be able to go up there, just so you just so you know. So I know you 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 wanted those pros up there wanted me to join you, but I'm not going. To, I don't think I'm going to be able to. Just you get to see the, that baseball card that uh, someone dug up on Granada. Did you see that on Twitter, Raj? Uh, you know what? I'll, you know, I had it all set up for him to mow a couple greens, <laughs> and uh, and then be able to hit a you know get some shag balls out there, and then they're going to let him play nine holes. Uh, <laughs> that good. That's probably how the only way I would have been able to get up. Are you going up there? Are you going up to Dallas? I'm not. I'm going. Uh, I've got uh, two things going on, but I'm going to be pretty close and watching it. Oh yeah, we'll be. There's no question. We got to watch it. And a little disappointing, but you know what? We've seen this before. Lost the first two to the Nationals in the World Series, and then came back and won the next three. Uh, Rods, there's no question. This team is better. It's just better on the road. This is unbelievable how they play at home. It's just. It, 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 there's no explanation. Yeah, it's tough, man. I I don't. You just don't have an answer for it. But I mean, you got to you got to come out. Um, you know, you can't have the first four guys reach and the first four guys score. I mean, it was like you're just watching it you know, and just kind of holding your breath to see what's going on. The fielding error, the swinging bunt, you know that uh, that went down. And uh, I mean, it was it was uh, you're just trying to you know get him through that first inning, man. With just willing right through it. And uh, I was like I said, I uh, told you all, I was looking for ground balls early, and they they kind of went the other way and just took what he had to, you know, was given them. And, and then uh, a couple guys got on uh, flat cutters. The the home run uh, was kind of like a, you know, he was trying to get the ball down. And then I think what he hit Garcia on the foot, and then Helms Homer was a you know as a lazy cutter. So I mean, it's just and and, and then he punched out a few guys, but you're just wondering when Dusty was going to go get him because you know our. Our biggest asset's the bullpen. Those guys in the pen, man, they can get it done. We just got to we got to get it to them with the lead. It's you know, Fromber's the guy who for years we talked about how things could get to him mentally and he could get shaken up. And then uh, in twenty twenty, it completely changed. And and since then, we've seen pretty much a different version of Fromber. But when you get into a point where things are just going against you, the CNI single, the bloop, then you make an error like he did. How how difficult, like, what do you do to try to center yourself or get back? What's going on in your mind? Surely that's happened to you at one point where the frustration level kind of boiled up. Well, evidently, Promber was trying trying really hard because uh, it looked like he went in and changed cleats after the first inning. I don't know, get his mojo going or those brand, if he had brand-new cleats on, which is the worst thing you could do is put on a brand-new pair of spikes to, to go out there and pitch, like putting on, getting a brand-new pair of golf shoes and get to the course and find out you got to walk. <laughs> and you're done. So, you know, 
So, but they, it looked like he was trying and, and trying to figure it out. And uh, but again, it's you know, now now we're in a big predicament right now going into game three. It's a situation where obviously you have to win. You have to win the third game. You know, having Christian there, I look for I look for him like like John was saying. You know, you still they win one game. They win game three. They're back in the series, and so they have to win that game. It was. Oh, let me see. Let me draw my Rolodex here. Um, uh, I had I had Game Three guys, uh, and when I was in New York, a must win. We went to Arizona and got knocked around really bad for two games, and then Game Three was super emotional because Mr. Steinbrenner brought back a lot of the the uh, police officers and firefighters and families lost loved one in nine eleven. That was the famous game where you saw President Bush throw out the first pitch. Oh, that was that game. Yeah, that was that game, and and uh, an hour and a half leading up to it, I might, I might have had three or four staff members, including Joe Torrey, my manager, come up and look at me and say, hey, I need you tonight. And I said, I got you, Skip. And Mr. Steinbrenner came in a little more authoritative, you know, like, uh, you know, I brought you here for a reason. <laughs> I still remember, you know, I can still, so I'm, I'm telling you guys the story, I can still see it, but... Um, yeah, it was a game where I couldn't go out and have a hiccup. You know, you can't go out and give up a two, three-run homer early, uh, really try and get momentum uh, on your side. They're going to have to do that. They Obviously, they played well up in Arlington, so we'll see what happens. But the the key will be for me to watch is uh, Scherzer. I mean, Max, it's going to, you know, you're hearing all the, everybody's saying all the right things, but I don't care how many simulated uh, innings you throw, There's it's still not like getting on the mound. In Game Three, uh, you know, of a, a monster playoff type situation. So, uh, if he gets three innings in, I think they would be happy without doing anything. And I look for him to throw more breaking balls and fastballs. Max gets out over his front knee very violently. <clears throat> I tease people, even though he's a he's a workhorse, he's a throwback. He's one of those guys that when he's totally healthy and he's going good you don't even want to think about coming to get the ball out of his hand in the seventh inning so this will this will be interesting to see how it goes but uh just hoping javier comes out and he's on big time on and uh gives our offense a chance to click sure it'd be nice to jump out to a lead and you know putting from uh, putting jordan uh back in the three hole because that's where you know that's that's where he how about after just a dismal a dismal game one. He comes back and he's like, "It's you know." Dusty did reveal that he was he was ill uh, the other night, so that probably had something to do with it. But Raj, one of the positive, how do you pitch to Jordan right now? How do you throw him anything? Well, they, uh, they you know they were trying to challenge him, which is you know like I said at Baldy, I, I don't think that I mean, what he six innings, I think he went like six innings, nine punches, but. In that situation, he's got such a big lead, he's going to challenge him up, didn't get it up high enough, and he, cr- he crushed that one. Um, Chapman's was just a get-me-over slider, thank you very much, and he went out and got that. You can see that, that he extended, which guys usually lose a little power when they adjust their body in the angle that he had on that, and he obviously he's still strong enough to get it out of any ballpark, and he roasted that one. So they got him going again, so I ho- hope it now – and like you said, hopefully he feels 100%, and they get him going again. And, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see how, how Max attacks him. He's, Max's got a lot of movement uh, on both sides of the plate, so it should be that'll be a fun matchup to watch. But it's a, obviously, when you talk about must-wins, this is 
when people talk about must wins, this is, is a must win. You it. have to win game three. Roger Clemens brought to you by John Daspit here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You give Eovaldi more credit or blame the Astros for that bases loaded, a nobody out situation where they scored nothing? Eovaldi was, you know, I mean, that was, when you talk about key moments, that was the key moment. And uh, I think there might have been an error mixed in there somewhere. Yep. And, uh, and that's what great frontline top top level pitchers do. You know, we're trained, we, I talk about it all the time to the, to the, the younger pitchers that, that you're, you know, you're a professional pitcher and you're paid to do this. You're, and you keep your other guy's name out of the paper for answering for, you know, somebody kicking the ball. I can't tell you how many times somebody kicked one behind me and you just lock in right there. You know you're good enough to get four outs. You're trained to do that. And you might not get five outs, but you can get four, and he did that. And, um, you know, that was, that was, that was a big moment. I, I really was feeling good how that inning was uh, coming about, and uh, I thought it was going to be a massive crooked number, and we'd chase him out of the game right there, but it didn't happen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's disappointing when that doesn't happen. I thought he made, you know, just great pitches, but – Right now, the Astros. It's uh, so so. Take us through when you are on the road as a team, as a unit, and you go on the road. Maybe you've struggled at home. Um, how does this? Or maybe you're coming back home after getting beat. What's the mindset? What are the conversations that you're having as as a teammate with other teammates? Is it is it all baseball? Is there anything psychological? Or do you try to stay away from baseball? What's that like? To deal with that pressure, yeah, no, I, I think it's you know the guys have been there and done that, and um, you know, like I said, they they know what they're up against now, um, but yeah, guys are you know guys are just talking about how they're you know how they're pitching guys, how they feel about uh, you know what you know what kind of stuff we have, but you know that's what's gonna that's gonna be the biggest thing when when uh, Javier warms up, he's gonna know what his stuff is, and Maldi when he catches him, he's gonna know. I mean, again, there's been. You know, I can just draw off experience. Uh, there's been a handful of times when I came here at my advanced age at home to pitch, and Osmus and I left the bullpen, and I was not, I, w- I was not, you know, spot on at all. I was a little lethargic. My arm was underwater, if you if you will, a little bit. And you know, Osmus is looking at me, man. This is going to be a short night, or this is going to be brutal. And I would just look at him and say, hey, you know, wait till we get out to the main mound in front of the fans. You know, and uh, we'll get going here. Let me get going out there just a little bit and start clicking. But we're still going with my best stuff. I want to go with my best stuff until you force me to change. Now, all that changes when I walk out to the mound in the first inning. I got a four nothing lead. I mean, yeah. Baldy now he can throw anything at any time, hmm. which is common these days anyway. But he can challenge Jordan up in the zone solo. You know, solo shot doesn't hurt you. Bregman's solo shot really doesn't hurt you. Still up five to two. And then you start bearing down, and then, like I said, he got in that jam. Tom, I had the luxury of having Tom Seaver as a teammate in Boston when I was young, and Steve told me how important the first inning it was for, for momentum. The fourth inning is super important because you're seeing the meat of the lineup a second time. And understand that if you pitch six, seven innings in a game, you're going to have at least two really uh, tough situations that you're going to have to pitch yourself out of maybe three, he always said three because he said if you get out of two out of the three, you're probably going to win the game. Baldy got out of that massive spot right there, no doubt about it. And you know what, our guys may have been a little uh, over-aggressive, but that's how that's their approach. So, uh, Roger Clemens with us, brought to you by John Daspit this morning here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Let's go back to that Osmus comment. Osmus is telling you 
hey, this is just could be a short. That's like a caddy telling a guy, oh, your swing sucks today. Uh, what? Tell Osmus shut up. Or what did you tell him? That's oh no, he just he would just take a deep breath and look at me. And we're coming through the gate in the bullpen. He just take a deep breath and like we called each other babes. Me, 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 and uh, and Osmus and Baggy with and babes. Man, you know I don't know, I don't know. And I go, just give me a little time. Let me, let me. You know I just you know just got loose. Give me a little time, babes. We're gonna be fine. And then we get to the mound and get going. It was you know it was no different than that. That 18 inning game, and uh, they got crazy. You know, so I was like, on short days rest, and Gar, you know, Gar looked at me and said, "Hey, if we play 20 innings, and you're it. So good luck." Yeah, when you, when you come in and relief, oh well, you got to do it. You, you got to do what you got to do. I thought the I thought the crowd yesterday was good. I mean, Minute Maid, you know, it can get really dead. It's a it's a different kind of crowd. It ain't like up in the Northeast. It, that's a that's a different where they go about it a little bit different. But I I, I was there la- yesterday, Roger, and I got to tell you, it was it was really good, and that's something different here. I, I thought obviously early the the energy was there. The first inning, second inning, uh, not much. It was kind of dead, and then it got going again. And and uh, I love it when everybody gets out of their seats in crucial moments. Uh, but they, you know, everybody loves their Astros right now. And, and like I said, I can't, I cannot count the dudes out, man. They've been in this situation before. If they win tomorrow, they're back in it, and then we're going to see who starts pressing a little bit. Yep, yep, yep. But you, you've seen it. You've seen it up close plenty, plenty of times before, and. Let's hope. That's cool, though. Mr. Steinbrenner came up, and he would tell you, hey, this is why I brought you here. Do, do, be good. Yeah, Don't no, suck it was, today. It was, uh, that, game was, uh, that game was super emotional. I really had to keep my emotions in check. The president being there with Bulletproof Best on came out. Game three was a massive game, and uh, he threw a perfect strike in front of the world. I was actually in the bullpen with our pitching coach, Mel Stoudemire. I stopped warming up, and Mel said, what's going on? I said, turn around. I want to watch this. This place is going to light up like a Christmas tree. You could see snipers on top of the stadium. Uh, there's silhouettes uh, there. But, uh, yeah, uh, about an hour before the game, before I was getting ready to go warm up, uh, Mr. Steinberger came through, and he, he uh, I was actually in the trainer's room doing my three-pound cuff weights to get my shoulder loose. And, you know, he goes, I brought you here for a damn reason. And I go, yes, sir, boss, I got you. And then That's I was cool. tying my shoes into my locker, and here comes Joe Torrey, and I see Skip, and I stand up. And, you know, we call Torrey the godfather. And uh, Joe goes, I need you tonight. And I said, I got you, Skip. He goes, no, I really need you. And he leaned in and kissed me on one cheek, was going to kiss me on the other. I said, no, don't do that. I don't want a horse head in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give you a so, kiss. You know, it, I, I it could be. He might have been telling, "Hey, whoever I kiss, that's who you got to." I don't know that we out. even talked about you being there during the time of nine eleven. I mean, that's uh yeah. It was probably the, it's probably the 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 tragedy that happened. What came about it, guys? I, I've I've told it a few times. It's probably the you know it supersedes my twenty four years of playing in the majors. It was it, any of your listeners, like I said, if they served or uh, have family that served, I, I tip my cap and thank you to all y'all. Um, you know, I had a brother, uh, lost my, uh, my, uh, my uh, oldest brother served in Vietnam. Uh, I had five uncles that served. But what came of that, my agents went to high school with General Myers, our four-star general at the time. And General Myers called me and asked me to go to the Middle East after all that settled down to see our men and women. And in about seven days, we saw, I don't know, 14,000, 15,000 of our troops. And they, the Pentagon had printed up a bunch of photos and a bunch of Major League bases I signed on our way over. And uh, it was just, uh, I never, you know, I was just so proud to be an American and, and see how um, 
uh, our military uh, men and women were and how 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 all in they were to protect us so somebody you know like myself could feel safe on a center stage on a mound in front of 55,000 people it was just it was really cool i got a my mom said to keep a good journal i need to write it get it uh, write it down and so i have it uh, so the boys and everybody can see it down the road that's awesome that is great stuff that's Roger Clemens with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Day off tomorrow, and we will talk to him again on Thursday uh, as we uh, look at Javier. And by the way, you might forget, Javier was the guy. They were down 2-1 to the Phillies, and Javier had to come out after McCullers got lit up in Philadelphia, and he had to go throw a no-hitter in Philly. Uh, So he's been on a big stage in a tough situation when they had to have a game, and they had to have that game last year in the the, the World Series. Yeah, absolutely, yep. So this is this is might miss maybe the guy that you want on the mound, especially the way he threw it last time out. He hadn't had a great season, but maybe maybe this is the guy that well they call him reptile because he you know he's well, cold blooded. You know this is it. You make up for a yep. a rough year with a phenomenal performance, and that's what people remember. Yep, for. yep, yep. Great stuff as always, Raj. Man, we really appreciate it. That's uh, bringing tingles to t- talking about that nine eleven stuff that you went through. That's cool. Yep. That that is uh, great stuff. Uh, really appreciate it, man. And we will talk to you again on Thursday. You got it, man. Buckle up for the first couple innings again. Let's go. Yeah, it'd be nice to take a lead. That's for sure. <laughs> to yep. give him give him some some something to work with. That's for sure. All right. Uh, we appreciate it. Roger Clemens brought to you by John Daspit right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You know who did his part yesterday? Billy Brown sent me a picture. It's a, he's sitting on a buddy's shoulders, and I, they're, they're doing their at-minute mate bark. He said, I did my part. That's all I could do. Billy Brown is with this team. He's, he's sitting on his him. shoulders at a game? Yeah, at a game. It's just it's crazy. I don't know. He said, I'm doing my part. Was he starting a wave? Uh, I don't know, but I think he had had a few pops. Right, he he had had a few pops. Right? Oh yeah, yeah right. So, you don't get on somebody's shoulders at a game that unless must you've be had a some big drinks. Dude that he was, <laughs> but Billy Brown's doing his part. Are you doing your part? That's all I'm saying. If you're looking for uh, the best way to get out of that, whatever plumbing issue that you have, my friends, Billy Brown is here for you. He is awesome. He really is, and, 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 and he's got a philosophy with the business. The philosophy is we're going to come to your house, and we're going to give you the best deal that we possibly can. I mean, that plumbing industry, it's not like the used car dealer kind of thing. And you're, eh, you're not sure about it. You can be sure about Aqueduct Plumbing. They're going to come. They're not going to charge you when they get there. And when they do get there, they're professional. They're going to find the problem, and they're going to fix the problem. Aqueduct Plumbing Company has handled major issues for me at my home that took uh, a week to do with a major uh, it wasn't even a repipe so much. It was changing a piping job that wasn't graded correctly. And then they've handled small stuff like issues with a sink that they ended up running a different line, a separate line for my garbage disposal. They have an answer and a solution for everything. And right now is the time to use Aqueduct Plumbing Company if you have any issues or just put it in your phone. Just go to aqueductplumbingcompany.com and see all the things that they are able to do. They'll be able to do th- things that you never even thought about. It's aqueductplumbingcompany.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, home of old Greg. I know what you're thinking. Here comes old Greg. He's a scaly manfish. I'm old Greg. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dana Holgerson joining us on the hour with 
talking about w- what a fantastic win that was last Thursday night. And then now, what a fantastic win is going to be against Texas this Saturday. Okay? Be a big one. We got a uh, text yesterday in our group text. Anybody got tickets to that game from a phony? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And from a Longhorn fan. Longhorn fan. And guess what? That's what we ain't doing, bringing more Longhorn fans to that game. I'm pretty sure. My wife hasn't even asked about, I don't know, I think we may have something going on. She hasn't even asked about going to that. She well, she's not asking to... you anything else now after yesterday. Uh, she will. Mm, I don't know. Have you seen those movies and TV shows when the wife initiates and the husband's either like too tired or doesn't want to do it, and she rolls over and starts to like almost cry? <laughs> <laughs> That was not the case. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> for those of you just joining us, Lance didn't want to make any nachos yesterday after I, the Astros lost. I just lost. admitted that this yeah. this loss has affected me more than I expected. Wow. I even told her that. I was like, I'm just really in a bad new mood about the Astros. Like, I don't know what it is, but they really, this has put me in a bad mood being down 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose to the Rangers and their fans because... Our Astros fans have talked so much trash, but it's not like I spend time on Twitter arguing with Rangers fans. So I don't even know. Like, it's not going to affect me. I don't even me, know I guess. any. Yeah, I guess it's not really going to affect me oh. necessarily. But I just don't. I just don't want to. I don't want the playoffs to be over. Yeah. No. 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 But they're not going to. Although be. I say this, he got Christian let me, Javier. Let me say. Let me say this. I watched. I watched some of the Rockets yesterday. I'll tell you what. The boys are three and zero. They won yesterday. They came back and won. And there's players who will play or play. Used to be preseason games where just nobody play. You have a real guy because it's a young team. Real guys are playing in these preseason games. The excitement level around the Rockets is beginning to grow because, yes, they're a young team, but you have some veterans on there. You have a coach with a pedigree. And maybe most importantly, you got some explosive athletes on there with Amen Thompson, Jalen Green, you got Cam Whitmore, who was a five-star coming in. Shingun, who's one of the most underrated. I don't even know if he's underrated for a big man. I think that basketball players are telling you this guy's great. Yeah. Well, they actually pretty much mirrored the Texans over the last yeah. four or five years. Remember how disappointing it was when Deshaun led 24 to nothing and got beat by the, by Deshaun the Chiefs? Deshaun and James both and go James out at about both the same time. Out, yeah, yeah. yeah. It and really then, has and been then it's just awful. And now the Texans are exciting. We're excited about them. We're going to be excited about this I Rockets team. I think Rocket fans are more excited about the Rockets than Texans fans are about the Texans in a weird way. Uh, I think Rocket fans are going to go to the games. Yeah, Rockets fans are different. They are different than Texans. They get more hot. Like, they're this hyped a, in the offseason. I don't know if you heard this is a football city. I don't care what the Astros do. I know. That's what, know. Bill, that's O'Brien what Bill O'Brien told, told us. Um, we, got, we got a minute, and I'm going to ask you guys a question here. Best 5-1 team, okay? The greatest show on surf. That's what they're calling it. That's what they're calling it. That's, that's not the name. Yeah, the greatest show on surf. That's um, my that's my name. That's by the terrible. Way. Del, what are they calling it, Del? They're not. They don't. There's What's not their a name for it. Called? There's not a name for it. That's the we point. We don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Lions, or 49ers? Uh, 49ers. Better Maybe. than the Chiefs. Maybe Chiefs, yeah, maybe Chiefs. Chiefs defense is why I would might put them up there, but their offense is pretty pedestrian. If you watch them play, play to play, there's not a lot of juice. Not now, Pat Mahomes will move around and make a play, and obviously Travis Kelsey will do his thing. But as far as there's been no, comp- you can make an argument for all of them. Maybe not the Lions, but well, well, the but Lions they're playing pretty good too. Pretty good. They're playing pretty they good. They beat the Chiefs. I don't think it's the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles have been as good. Um, I'm going to say no to the Eagles. I will say no to the Lions. 
I do think the Chiefs. So the 49ers, the 49ers are Chiefs plus 97 this year, which is by far the best. The Dolphins are plus 67 in point differential. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, no, wait. The Dolphins won. What was the score when the Dolphins won? The Dolphins. Which game? Against the Broncos, it was seventy to twenty. Yeah, and they're only so plus. They're, they're only plus it? sixty-seven. Well, be, well, they have they had a plus fifty. Well, game? they have a minus twenty-eight against the Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Ch- that changes that the changes math. Um, the Chiefs are plus fifty-nine. Plus fifty-nine this season, which is uh, which is pretty. good. I'll say forty. I'm going to say forty-niners. It's it's look. It's extremely hard to beat PJ Walker on the road. If there's one guy who's known as like. You're not guy gonna... you can't really beat at home, it's P.J. Walker. You saw what he did with the Roughnecks. Now they're seeing what he's doing with, uh, uh, you know, with the Browns. Does does Deshaun get his – does he get his job back? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know don't... it's all guaranteed, but I'm not sure how you're going to take a P.J. Walker out of the lineup. I don't, know, that we, I don't of... know that you have to because Deshaun's shoulder's messed up. You know what else is messed up? Um, but that we haven't talked to Dana since the win – on Thursday night since the big win against West Virginia. We will do that on the other side. But right now, we'll talk about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the game. It's the company that allows you to make games even more fun. And it's not. I know we, we focus on fantasy football a lot, but you know, with Underdog Fantasy, they do have daily fantasy with baseball. They have daily fantasy with basketball. They have season-long basketball stuff. So if you want to get involved in a best ball basketball uh, where your top players are the ones whose scores are used, that's available for you as well. And here's the great thing. When you make your first deposit into Underdog Fantasy, it's going to ask for your promo code. You put Lance, and they will match up to $500 of your first deposit. So if you put $200 in there, they will match to 200 You put 500 they will match an additional 500 They were matching up to 500 It used to be 100 It's now 500 And with Underdog Fantasy, they have the pick them. Uh, tab where you can pick anywhere between two and five players. You go higher or lower with their statistics, and it will pay you multipliers. Like two players, you hit that right, it pays three times your actual play. You hit five right, it pays 20 times your actual play. And that's just the beginning because they have uh, the mystery picks in there as well, with many of them being allowing you to either boost your winnings or they're basically easy wins, like over 0.5 or higher than, I should say, 0.5 yards. That's what's available in Underdog Fantasy. It's the best thing going today. Great interface. Download the app today and start playing. Make your Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, playoff baseball games. All of it is much more fun when you have Underdog Fantasy. Go to underdogfantasy.com. That's underdogfantasy.com or download the app. You must be 18 or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Consumer with your play. Call 800-GAMBLER or go to ncpgambling.org. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Insert random audio clip now. And I got garlic and onions and peppers in my fingernails and in my eyes. And my skin was dry and oily at the same time. I had calluses on my fingers from the knives. And it was everything. Back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Oh, we got him. Cool. Dana Holgerson joining us here after a huge, huge win 
in the Dana Bowl, West Virginia versus University of Houston. It was awesome. It was about as bleak as it gets and then as great as it gets. And here he is with us on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Once again, brought to you by HRP, Damaris Barbecue, and Chastang Ford. Welcome in, Coach. Okay. The elation immediately after. Uh, talk, talk about talk about how it went from about as bleak as it gets to as good as it gets. Well, it's the first experience for me in 36 years of, of college football playing and coaching. First time I've won or lost on one of those things. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I thought our team played better. Uh, you know, we didn't start very good, um, you know, which, you know, why not? I don't know. I mean, they started fast. We didn't. Um, you know, Donovan got going about the, you know, towards the end of the second quarter. Um, you know, went into halftime up 14-7. Another incredible, incredible kick return from Matt Golden for a touchdown. He's He's special. Um, you know, come out and it was a, just a heck of a game in the second half. I think there was four or five lead changes in the fourth quarter. Uh, we get up to where we're, we're up 11. Uh, it was about six minutes to go in the game, and then we decided we weren't going to play defense anymore. Had a chance to get an interception, dropped it, uh, had a couple penalties. Uh, they go down and score, you know, got the two-point conversion on a miracle catch. I think that catch may have been harder than the – then the Hill Mary catch for that kid that caught it laying on his back. So they're down three. You know, we got to kick our four-minute offense into gear. Um, I think we got the thing down to about a minute. Um, you know, punted, and they had 90 yards to go. We had we had a corner. Um, one, of, one of our young corners, uh, you know, he busted five times on a drive. You know, so you know, that resulted in a touchdown. I was, I was beside myself. Um, just, just about as mad as I've ever been in this game. You know, you got to get the ball on the ground, hold them to a field goal. Thank God they left us about 12 seconds. Uh, so uh, they did get the penalty. That's one of the things in football that I've been talking with our staff a lot about here the last couple of days is, you know, when something like that happens, how you don't prevent a penalty. You know, just the emotions that go into it. I mean, that was such a big play for that those, that, those guys. You know, when Marcus Jones returned that kick for a touchdown, you know, our bunch, you know, everybody comes off our bench, and it's it's a penalty. When Will Greer scored that two-point conversion against Texas, I mean, we got a penalty. And so you're always kicking off in the 20-yard line, which which puts you closer to midfield, which makes a Hail Mary like a realistic, a realistic play, you know. And so, you know, they kicked off from the 20. Uh, Stacey Sneed did a good job of getting the the thing in his hands as quick as possible, getting vertical to where he could get what he could get, get down, got down on the 40 yard line. Um, they gave us the flats. They backed everybody up. Uh, there were six seconds left. And so we worked this play all the time. So we ran a sideline play, got the ball to midfield. And then um, I knew Donovan could get it there. Uh, you know, we practice this thing live every, not live against the defense, but full speed. We practice it every Thursday, uh, which, you know, I don't know that I've ever done that, honestly. But um, you know, get the big guys outside and the fast guys inside, and you, you you get them to the end zone. Donovan had made one of the most incredible plays that I've that I've ever seen in that situation. He got flushed out, and they had a spy, and so that that, that kid was coming. He was working to his left, 
you know, I didn't feel good about doing the the, the left hash and sending everybody down the right hash um, or the right sideline just because that extends the throw by about 10 yards, and I didn't think you could get it there. So we put it into the boundary, which created less space. And um, the kid came over the top, but Donovan rolled left, flipped his hips, and got that thing off right before he was about to get hit. Uh, Manjack did an incredible job of getting to the end zone, getting his hips flipped, and 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 getting as vertical as he can. I thought he caught it. You know, he had a, he had a chance. One of their guys had that had their hands in between Manjack's hands, which popped that ball up in the air, which is why we have the trailers. And so Boogie Johnson, the emergence of Boogie Johnson in the fourth quarter was pretty awesome to watch, but he came from the right side because we had to have an eligible receiver on the right side. And so he came all the way across the field and got there just in time and, and, and caught the ball. So that's about as happy as, as happy as I've ever been on a football field. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously the magnitude of the game, first Big 12 win for the University of Houston. Uh, and to do it in that fashion uh, made me very happy. So as mad to as happy, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> as it gets. As it gets. Yeah, ta- and, 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 and Boogie was in there only because Golden was hurt. And so for him, and he and, and I talked to Dora about it, He said Boogie never practiced it either. For him to, and actually he was taken down, got up, and the ball's right there for him to have the wherewithal to grab that. That was, that was awesome. Well, yeah, Matt Matt kind of tweaked his groin a little bit in the third quarter. Uh was kind of trying to work through it and get it get it going. Well, I mean, Boogie had a really good one door's wrong, which door doesn't know everything. So he had <laughs> he had worked that in in weeks past. So he he did know. It's pretty it's pretty common the two outside guys go straight to the end zone, the two inside guys trailing, you know. So uh he was exactly where he needed to be, but Boogie had uh, he had a great Two weeks of practice. You know, we kind of, you know, had had about twelve days. You know, from the game at Texas Tech, so he had about twelve days. He really emerged in the last twelve days, and so, you know, he made a third, uh, second down catch on second twenty-two, and looked looked pretty good. Caught that thing. You know, got it vertical. Got a first down and scored a touchdown. Several plays later, you know, Matt could have probably went back in there, but he's sitting there watching boogie ball. Out, out there, and so he just said, "Man, just keep keep doing your thing out there, you know." And so, you know, that's going to help Matt be a hundred percent for uh, you know for going forward to the University of Texas. But I was just excited to see Boogie, um, you know, transfer from Oklahoma State. He's talented. He played up there last year, scored a touchdown in their bowl game. So he's got ability, but he's just now kind of figuring things out. I was wondering. I, I guess I could go find it if I want to go. You know do a bunch of Google search, and I'm sure you don't have this answer, but in my studies for draft stuff, Marcus Grant, I got a bunch of kick returns and punt returns I have to sift through. Then had the same thing happen with uh, Tank. I mean, Marcus Jones, rather. With Tank Dell, I have to have the same thing. Now you have Marcus Golden. I wonder where Houston – Matthew. Matthew Golden. I like to just say Yeah, no, you just say words. You just say words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marcus Golden. Oh, that's the guy who hates me from the Cardinals. Oh, okay. He didn't like my draft right up. Um, this is three straight years, Coach, that you have guys who have the ability to take it to the house in a return game. I, where do you rank? Do you have any idea where your special teams, your return game ranks so over that time frame? Because you've had guys with major return ability who actually finish and get touchdowns out of it. 
Yeah, that that list is, is is bigger than that. I mean, Marcus Stevenson for two years had kick returns. Uh, Jace Rogers last year had a kick return. Um, you know, so I I don't know over the course of five years. I do know this that which got a holding call on on Malik Fleming's punt return for a touchdown in the second quarter, which I just don't agree with the call. Uh, you can you can make that call on every single punt return. So that would have gave us a punt return and a kick return in the first half. Um, you know, we've obviously had a kick return uh, this year for a touchdown. Need to get a punt return for a touchdown. That would put us as the only school in the country with a punt return and a kick return in each of the last five years. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's up there. Um, you know, they're, they're, I think Mark Scott's doing a pretty good job. I mean, how we coach that stuff with drills and, you know, that's why we were so upset a week ago against uh, Texas Tech with with a poor special teams performance. When on that Tuesday Wednesday practice, kind of on the mini bye week, uh, we went back to what we do in spring ball and in camp and all summer, and we worked into drills and got them refocused on on technique and the importance of, of all. Uh, you know, it's not just the guy with the ball. The guy with the ball, like Matt Golden, is important, but the other guys. Uh, getting on blocks and making sure they know their assignment is is just as important. That thing was perfectly blocked. Now, that gets him to where he's still got to make some people miss. And, you know, he hit that thing because we had, we had blocked well, and then he made two guys miss and, and jogged into the end zone. Dan Hogerson with us, brought to you by HRP, Chastain Ford, and Damaris Barbecue every week right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. This week's different. It's Texas. What's uh, What's the excitement level? At practice and 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 you know how the anticipation of going against that team. Yeah, it's it's different for excuse me for our guys. I mean, you know, last week they knew the importance, the connection, first time that we had ever played West Virginia. But they, you know, I didn't. I talked about the blue and gold team. You know, that's all I I talked about. It didn't. We didn't go into it at all. But you know, they they knew. You know, we had a couple of players like Sam Brown, Michael Lofton. Uh, Tony Mathis that 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 played there last year, so or the last couple of years, so they kind of they kind of knew it was important, but nobody was really talking about it. It was more just about you know you know we got to get a win, man, we got to get a win. And uh, you know this week it's like Texas is coming. You know these most of these kids are from Texas, grew up watching the University of Texas, uh, understand that they're uh, they're in the top ten, um, know the history between Houston and. In the University of Texas, uh, we got one shot at them. You know, they're in a different place than they've been in years past. They're impressive now. Um, everything in their world over there is different because SEC is on the horizon. They're extremely well coached. Their talent's better than it's ever been. Um, they're, they're coaching them up well. Their team is probably a little pissed off based on losing the 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 game against Oklahoma, they've had two weeks to prepare. They're they're coming in hot. It's gonna be it's gonna be an unbelievable environment. You know, I'm happy for the University of Houston and you know the the alumni, the fan base, the uh, you know the ex players for for you know having a shot at them. You know, we're gonna we're gonna give it everything we got. It's 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 gonna it's gonna it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a wild environment. I mean, this thing's gonna be sold out for the first time. And, in, in however many years, you know, so got one shot at him. So our guys will 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 play hard and give it everything that they got. You got your uh, show tonight, Little Woodrow's. Yeah, it's yeah, down in Edo, Edo, down in Edo. So, yep, 
Yep. So get on out there, Coug fans, and support the show tonight uh, with Dana Holgerson. And, uh, man, we really appreciate it. That was so, so great. That win needed it badly. Uh, get your first uh, Big 12 win. Congratulations. Now go get Texas. And uh, we'll see you tonight there. So it's uh, this Astros thing's not over. That that Hail Mary's uh, just kind of a one example in sports about things not being over. So mm-hmm. uh, let's let's keep supporting these Astros here. Go, we play better up there in, in in Fort Worth anyway. We are we absolutely that's our home. That's our home yes. right there. We, we play own, better up there. We own look, it. At, look at look look at how many games we've won up there this year. So yeah. we play better up there. So absolutely, we'll go, we'll go get some wins. That's right. No, we own them. We that's our house. Uh, Dana Holgerson, right here, brought to you by HRP, brought to you by Demarest Barbecue and Chastain Ford. Man, we appreciate it, Coach. Go get them Saturday. All right. Congrats, Thank you, Coach. Go All right. Uh, time for you. Maybe you go out to coach a show. You have a little tequila if they've got some. Hey, they need some Maestro de Bell there, don't they? Yeah, they do need Maestro de Bell, and everyone should, all the restaurants should carry it. Maestro de Bell is a company who um, they are, so they're big in Mexico. Their tequila is made in Tequila, Mexico, which I didn't even know was an actual place. They have 11 generations who've been making this, and what makes them different than a lot of the other places is every tequila they have is smooth. Every one. They don't have, well, this is the, the cheap one, and this is one that is a little nicer, and this one's okay. No, everything that they have, the silver, the smoke silver, the Cristalino, which is a completely different category that they invented that other people now copy, uh, the Reposado, the Añejo, everything that they have is smooth with a distinct flavor profile, every single one. So if you are looking for a tequila that is going to um, really elevate your your liquor cabinet or your liquor shelf this is going to be it you need to have this up there with it because t- maestro do bell is a different brand of tequila it is fantastic no matter which type of tequila you go with and yeah i i suggest trying different types of tequilas you're going to find that you may really love what maestro do bell's making beyond just what you're used to so maestro do bell's the name wherever fine liquors are sold if it's not there you should ask for it by name maestro do bell ESPN 975.com. Get in the race. Don't forget, driver and car have to be equally good to win, so do your best job. I'll do the best job of driving I can. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. A couple of things we haven't gotten to yet. One of them is D'Amico met the media yesterday to talk about the win, as usual, Monday press conference. I don't like this, John. Hmm? This professional, we've got to get to breaks. Well, yeah, that's been keep a, it on track. It's been a focus of him the, yeah, for him the last couple weeks. With, I'm not sure. This? Did, what is did this? you get called in? Did you? Did well, something I don't happen? Know. Let's right here, guys. Let's break it. Let's keep it focused. Let's let's pay off the sound. I, I said before that we would play this sound from uh, Gerald Micklemeyer, and let's hear <laughs> from him. Is, He's a Gerald Micklemeyer. Is that his brother of uh, Marvin Micklemeyer, who yeah, was a, a, a minor, minor leader? Let's not get distracted. Lady no. Let's not get distracted. Okay. You you were on a track. John has yeah. John has become, become a bit a, of a and look at this this quarter zip he's got well, on right it's, now. It's a little cool outside. I get that part. Forget about no, it. No, look at look. It was look. fifty it's, degrees this morning. But it's a quarter zip. It's Once like a again, corporate looking thing. Don't allow your your ADD to distract. John has been 
a bit of a taskmaster. He he's shut you down multiple times. Well, he's been a break. corporate man, is what he's so been. So we're trying to figure out: Were you? Did someone have a conversation yeah. with you? No. Or Jason Barrett no. said something to you? No, Jason. <laughs> I haven't talked. No, yeah. I haven't been talking to Jason lately. No, but uh, no, 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 no. I just feel like if <laughs> where's the corporate John coming from? I mean, you look like you're. You know what he looks like? He's dressed like right now. Casual Friday. Yeah, but that's simply due to the the weather. I mean, he, I know, but it's his I got a golf tournament today. Yeah, a couple days. Like, last week he was in shorts, his normal shorts. Like you and do his... on Casual Friday. Go to a golf tournament probably. Well, here's the deal is, and honestly, one of the reasons that you get ratings is because you have to get to certain segments because you only have certain amount of time in each quarter hour. You hear when he's – now so, he cares. He's yeah. known this for 26 years. But, but, now, but now I'm actually trying to do that to see whether or not but that does make happened, it. Because though? we've never, ever done that. I know, but what happened? Nothing who, has happened. Who bullied you? No, no. You got bullied. And I, did I get bullied? I mean, I'm against bullying. I don't know. No, you're did not Todd actually. Yeah. Well, bullied. I'd like to. Bu- I like bullying you, but well, I'm against well, that other try people. Well, you tried to bully me. You don't really bully you. No, Todd didn't bow up. up to you like that. He didn't bow up. No, didn't do that. No. So no one. So you just no one actually. You just made. You just trying to actually be professional for a change. Look, I don't see. Look how the price I. I don't mind it, but I've noticed it over the last couple days. You've noticed it too, corporate John. Well, mostly because he's got after you quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Corporate John is like corporate Johnny. If we can't make a difference, you know. Look, I'm fine with it. It makes my job easier. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. It's fine. Whatever. But Lance likes to go on. You, we all know what Lance likes to do. And then you're like immediately in there going, nah! Yeah. He well, won't we even let start, me. We can do it on the other he won't side. Let me <laughs> slaughter the break. Why? But he loves, right when we're going to break, he loves to start up a new yeah. subject. Yeah. Yeah. That's but what John, makes it unpredictable. I, I'm, I'm a person. No, that's what makes it really difficult to ever. To keep a show on track. Yeah. John, I'm a, I'm a fan of someone growing and changing. So yeah. if this is what you want to do, yeah. that's fine. Now yeah. you got to talk to Lance about it. Right. What do you. What do you? So now you're being a phony. I'm not oh. being a phony. Yeah. I don't mind it. You said just like I did. It's bothered you. No, I didn't say that. I said I've you noticed intimated it. This is being no, a, a concern you're, now for you you're as projecting. Well. You're projecting. Mm-hmm. I've said I've noticed it, but it doesn't bother me. Um, it bothers you. Yeah, it bothers you because you have to actually like, like be a little bit disciplined. So that's well, a problem. About I'm, that. sure. I'm sure that. <laughs> I'm sure that's a problem. Uh, I did make fart noises in the middle of a Taylor Swift movie. The errors I went, and my well, daughter went. Well, is that don't? Well, it's just embarrassing. First of all, for yeah, her. I borrowed out my own. But it, there was a, a farting thing in the theaters, right? Huh? There were. Oh no, that was Barbie movie. Did you see that? No. Yeah, young girls see were. What I just did. Were farting during the Barbie movie. What? Yes, 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 yes. Wait, this wait, was a, wait. This you're was making this up. Yeah, no, no, no. Young girls were farting during the Barbie. Yes, movie. it was a thing that that they were doing during Barbie movie. I'm gonna look it up. But. You so D'Amico met the media, and here's something that um, there was a deleted scene that contained that contained a lot of flatulence in the movie. So girls were going to the movie. Oh, and, they and already farting. knew about the. They knew scene? about it. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't have been farting for real. Yeah, so they were doing it. I don't know. Maybe they're just making fart uh, sounds. I don't know. Anyway, so um, so D'Amico met the media. I kind of liked Singletary on mm-hmm. Sunday. He I did thought a he nice looked job. great. He looked great. And here's D'Amico talking about the run game and getting sing- Singletary more involved. Yeah, our run game was it was better, especially in the first half. I think we ran for like 97 yards in the first half. And I think it's just that complimentary uh, back and forth between DP and motor. 
right? Both guys had really good runs. The way DP finished a couple runs, it had some elite finishes, exactly how he wanted. Motor had some nice runs as well. So we'll continue to give Motor more carries. We'll continue to you know, just balance those two guys out. I think both guys are really good backs. Both guys can help us in the run game the way our offensive line blocks it. DP is Damian Pierce, obviously. Um, uh, I, I want to see Singletary get more carries. I'm fine with Singletary. What do you call him, Motor? Yeah, he calls yeah, him Motor. As a yeah, nickname? That's his nickname, Motor? Now, I think. He's, got a, he's got a Motor that doesn't stop? Pretty much. That's him? Who, for Singletary you're talking about? That's Damn what I learned Singletary. this week. Well, I thought Singletary was sentence. a great... You know, I was surprised people didn't make a bigger deal about Singletary coming to Houston. He's a three-down back, too. He's shifty. Mm-hmm. He's runs the opposite of... Of Damian Pierce, he is a third down back. Like, I kind of felt like that was a sneaky good pickup for the running back room. It it it's a big upgrade, and Damian Pierce is actually one of the reasons. When you see him, it's one of the reasons why why people just tell you running backs are expendable. One year, Damian Pierce looks unstoppable, and the next year, you're like, eh, maybe Singletary should get more carries. Yeah. So uh, Patterson came out of this, uh, I, I can't, be, I don't know if I can believe the pro, pro football focus grades. I don't know, but he was, he was real. it was really bad. It was his worst game. He had a rough game. He had a rough game. Uh-huh. Titus did not, didn't, didn't grade well at the guard. I want either. Titus out at guard and I want, yeah. I want, and get over to fan, get over yeah. to the right tackle side. Uh, here is D'Amico talking about where juice and tank are, uh, coming out of, uh, out of this break. We'll see where Juice is when we come back from the bye. Now that he's had a, a good week last week, so we'll see you know, if he continues to progress in the right direction. And Tank should be back and ready to go after the bye as well. Tank should be ready to go after the concussion. That's a good thing. You get uh, some explosiveness. You've got Carolina at Carolina, which is a winnable game. You get Tank back and maybe Juice. He's got a couple of weeks now to get to get back. And if he was working last week and now he can work again, at, that certainly bolsters the offensive line. But I got to tell you, but I got to give it up. Those guys that came in here and had to take the place when Tunsil's out, Howard's out, Juice is out. Um, who else did they? Well, obviously we lost Questenberry early. I mean, they did a hell of a job keeping this thing together. Uh, and and you know he got sacked again, but they went a couple of weeks, a couple three weeks without having any sacks. So that was really really nice, and in, with a makeshift line. So while those guys are going to get kicked to the curb, while the, when the starters all get back, you got to give up big ups to. And they weren't great, but they did they did a job that they had to do. And and you know what, the Texans won a couple of games, so that uh, was that was nice them coming in here and doing that job. Yeah. Uh... I think anytime you can win with more than one offensive lineman out, it's it's almost impossible. Yeah. Like it's really, really almost impossible. And the Texans now have three wins, and two of them came with offensive line being out with more with three or more starters out. I mean, at this point, J- Patterson is a starter. At this point, so you can't you can't plug him in as a guy that he's st- he's in for somebody else. I mean, Patterson is a starter. Shaq Mason is a starter. Um, they've they've been in the lineup for a while now, but I think when Juice Scruggs gets back, that's such a major deal because what he is is he's very physical and he's more physical as a run blocker than Titus Howard. Titus Howard is more of a finesse uh, run blocker who is a pass protection guy. He's a tackle is what he is. He's a tackle. He's not a guard. We saw it his rookie year. They tried to make him a guard and they bounced him right in it and his guard tape's not good. His tackle tape is much better. That's where he belongs. So when Scruggs comes back, it bounces Titus Howard out. So you get better at 
I think you get better at left guard and you get better at right tackle. I think it'll make a big, mm. big difference. And then having Shaq Mason being able to play next to uh, next to Howard, and then having Scruggs play next to um, next to Laramie Tunsil, I think is going to be a big help. I thought Laramie Tunsil had some really good reps against uh, some of the pass pro guys he had. I thought he did a good job of locking some guys up. Fant, not as much so with with Fant. And they've got to do a little better job of picking up uh, mm. you know blitz packages. But David says, those two need to leave you alone. You're a professional, and you like to do things the right way throughout the show easily. You're the best man on the show. I couldn't agree more. Thank those you, David. Two, I am in those favor two. of what he's doing. Oh. Renee says, Johnny G sold out. And Renee's been with us forever. Childish Altuve says, hold up. Does JG have a vest on no, today? No, it's a quarter zip. Basic. No, it's not a vest. It's a quarter Dustin zip. Dustin has concerns. What is it called? A quarter, quarter zip. zip. Quarter zip, yeah. yeah. Dustin has real concerns. JG has actually started caring lately. Been trying to stay on the clock, demanding about sound bites and cuts. Lance off even more lately. Is there something happening to his bank account? Or, I mean, Wendy? <laughs> that Disney stock. That is Disney, something going on with you at Disney home? stock has fallen. Mm, well, now you got to put in more work. Yeah. Got to become gotta that be earner. Become that earner you once were. Be, when did professional, professional, like just Friday, completely unprofessional, John? What did, what, what did I do Friday? The things you say? I just picked a random day. It doesn't matter what day no, it yeah. is. It's, well, John has become a bit of a taskmaster on the air, but I got information off the air about, like, this. we all know this about John. You're at Wake, was it Wake Bar? Wakefield Crowbar. Wakefield Crowbar, yeah. suggesting that certain people get themselves a beer, even though they're on the job. And, they're you know, we had people representing us out there. Hey, Jezebel, you want a beer? Yeah, yeah. And that's not professional. The other girl. Um, that's an intern. That's not professional. The other female that was, was with pro- her actually did a shot. Promotion at the time. That's not, pro- that's they weren't, not professional. They weren't interns at that time. They were working for our promo crew. Yeah, that's prom- still not. You're not no. supposed to have shots when you're promo yeah, crew. You are. These aren't. These aren't. We're supposed to have a fun environment. These aren't Let's tequila girls or vodka girls. How are you going to have fun if you don't drink? Like, that's why Dell is about as boring as it gets. He doesn't drink. Well, I'm never there, okay. so you can't really blame me for no, being boring. boring yeah, person. Wasn't I wasn't there. You can't blame me. No, no, no. You're a boring person, though. You don't, we don't even hang out. We don't drink. We don't hang out. You Was don't know John? me. Yeah, no, no, no. Are you professional at listener events? No, never. Yes. Yes. He just said yes. He just screams at people to drink. That's drink, not professional. That's professional. No, that's called that's Lily. What's call, that's called no. peer Calling pressure. people by the wrong name. Oh, that's not professional. I told her Abigail. I think, Take a shot, point. loser. Sources, so, yeah. sources close to me say the name was Jezebel. That's what she used. <laughs> Sounds like Abigail. It's got the well, same that, that's number not the name, of though. Different, biblical. different connotations okay. when you call someone Jezebel. But right now, we're talking about Get to the, break, the Let's chest be professional thing. now. This is the back, back to professional. Professionalism. We're back to Chastain Ford. You want to talk about Keep professional? It at 60, I'm That's timing. what those people do. It's, those people are the best people at being professional. The Chastains. I, I, I really, really, they are awesome. You are going to get the best deal that you're going to find in the city of Houston. They've got the Mach E right now at four hundred ninety nine, four forty nine a month. Are you kidding me for a lease? This is awesome. You're looking for the best way to get into that Ford car, Ford car or truck, or you can do zero percent for sixty months plus a two thousand dollar cash bonus. Plus, you got fifteen thousand dollars off F one fifties. They are at service second to none. I've used their service department. They are excellent. They'll come to you if you have a fleet and you need to get your your vehicles fixed. They will come to you. 
They're the best at service. They're the best at no add-ons, no markups. They're going to get you that Ford into into that Ford car truck with all the rebates they can possibly do. Get you the best financing as well. There's everything is professional. Everything you'll love, but you're going to be part of the family, and that's what they that's what happens at Chastain Ford. You're looking for that Ford car truck or pre-owned vehicle because they got them on the lot right now. All you need to do is go to ChastainFord.com. It's on six ten at Homestead, not Hempstead, five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dog Show.